This podcast has been made possible with the support of a Mary Sklodowska Curie Fellowship from the European Commission. Welcome to Exalt Lives. In this episode, we talk with Cecil Honeywell and Ushil Erika Vuk about their works and lives in Berlin as an exilic city, connected through their life journeys with London and Istanbul. Hi, my name is Peter Verstraten and I'm a Marie Curie Fellow at the Freie Universität in Berlin and Assistant Professor in Arts, Culture and Media at the University of Groningen. Today we will be talking about exile and the exilic city, in particular Berlin, but also the role art can play in resilience against certain political processes and cultural transformations. We will be talking with Ishil Erikavuk and Sechil Honeywell. But first, let's determine our focus. With exile in these podcast series, we mean anybody who lives in a place or country that is not their first home and cannot easily return, often due to political, social, but also economic reasons. Etymologically, exile or the German exil means displacement in a narrower sense of the words, that is, enforced and involuntary movement from one place to another. And there have been also confusions in history about whether or not this needs to be solely due to political reasons. The artists that we hear today are not in exile, but they have been working with and around exile as a state of mind, as a mode of being. Through their works, they also have been reflecting on how to resist certain political processes in their home country, Turkey, and especially in relation to the, to the place where they live today, Berlin. Ushil is a research fellow and professor at UDK, that's the Universität der Kunste in Berlin. She is, among many other things, a curator, a visual artist, originally from Istanbul, who came recently to Berlin as part of the new wave. Sechil is a theater playwright, a teacher, a workshop leader, a translator, and a founder of Right Now Berlin, a playwriting community. She has been in Europe already for some years now, first came to London, and now Berlin. Ishil, can you tell us a bit first about how you came here in Berlin and how you reflect back now on this notion of exile or feeling exiled? Okay. Yes. Hello. And thank you, Peter, for this invitation. Um, I'm thinking as I'm, as I'm hearing your words, I am also trying to remember uh, how it was when I came here three years ago and um, my feelings and, you, and also the description of exile. You use the word displacement and that somehow touched me because... I also feel like even though exile is a lot about cities and space, but it's also mindset. Um, I also felt exile in the last years that I was in Turkey and in the sense that I felt displaced. I felt not belonging and 
um, out of context in a way. Yeah, and and of course, um, this is not a comparison with a forced exile or a um, political exile situation. But I think it is this mindset of feeling exile, feeling displaced in your own country, that in the end uh, led me and people like me to move out and search for opportunities in other places. So in that case, to be more specific, yes, I started looking for job opportunities um, uh, in other cities, especially in Europe. I had lived in the U.S. for a while before that, and then I had been in Turkey for about 10 years. Um, But this sense of displacement that grew um, slow by slow, especially after 2013, uh, led me yeah, to find a look for a job. And then in the end, I found a job here at the University of Arts in Berlin, which allowed me to teach here and also finish my PhD. And that has been the, you know, uh, simple definition, actually, of how I came here uh, through this sense of exile. And then, of course, that sense has changed here, how I felt um, here. But we can maybe talk about it in the next question or so. Yes, of course. And uh, we definitely want to hear more about the PhD and and, and the artworks that you have been making on these topics. But first, I would like to give the floor also to, uh, to Sechil, uh, who, of course, uh, has come to the continent here, uh, let's say, 14 years ago, um, and how she relates to, to exile. I remember at some point you told me uh, you feel more like a plastic exile. So, so how does that uh, uh, feature in your, in, your, in your life and in your work? Uh... I made a little calculation after I talked to you. I actually have been living outside Turkey for more than 16 years now. It has been nearly eight years. I've been living in Berlin, but before that I was living in London. And and I just like Ushul, uh, it was a voluntary decision because uh, life was short. Why not? <laughs> you know, uh, just like anyone who comes here in Berlin you know, from if Spain or Italy or France, like yeah. I, as a Turk, I said, well, I could also travel and experience other places as well. But of course, like I do understand the, that it's a, it's a mental, uh, it's, it's a, it's a mindset, as you said, uh, you can be an exile in your own country too, in your own country, too, but also you can't really, uh, when I think about it, even though I don't live in Turkey anymore, but I, uh, follow everything in Turkey, you know, with the news, like I uh, wake up <laughs> with with uh, watching the news and like go to bed, like reading all these ridiculous things happening in Turkey. And there is this like immense guilt for some reason, not being there and not actively doing anything. But also uh, I, I, I kind of find it difficult, uh, not difficult, but, you know, you can be exiled in your own country, but also we need to accept the fact that like uh, you are organically part of that conditions that created that corruption or that uh, state where the country is right now with the things that you did or you didn't do. So uh, that wherever we go, we'll carry that with us basically. And then luckily we can make art to reflect it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course the, uh, the complicity to the, to the state yeah. of politics that uh, that we have contributed to is something that uh, has led, of course, people to leave Turkey saying enough is enough uh, in, in 
in, in the case of the academics, the peace academics, uh, they made it very clear, we don't want to be party of this crime. That was the title of, of, of their um, peace petition. And there was a similar petition also, I think, for the artists. Let's talk about your works, because um, um, both of you also have something in common that you... You also have reflected on Gezi, <laughs> yeah, the Gezi protest uh, from two, two, 2013 in your works. Um, one thing that I know uh, from um, Sechil's work at Arcola is the, uh, the, the, the new devised play Adana Söyle or Say Your Name, hmm? which uh, was then produced by the ensemble or the group that you also were a director of at that time, I think, uh, the Ala Turka uh, yes. group. Yes. Akola Theatre, which is a very beautiful uh, multicultural, let's say, uh, theatre in the Hackney uh, yeah, that's right. yes. or area in London, yeah, yeah. which was uh, under the co-directorship of Mehmet Ergen. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Ishil also, of course, uh, I think your, your PhD and the uh, exhibition that was connected also in, in a way commemorates the um, some of the, 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 the bigger concerns that, that were discussed at, uh, at Gezi, uh, I remember the, inv- the environmental concerns, but maybe there is more to that. So, so would you like to both say something about that uh, issue, maybe? So, um, yeah, I actually started making work uh, about uh, the changes happening in the city uh, before the Gezi protests happened. Uh, because I think, yeah, Gezi was a big major point for all of us, but we were all aware of it, the whole uh, process around urban transformation uh, within the city and uh, what was happening. So um, I'm, I, before actually one year about, uh, about one year before the protests, I was... Um, having a residency uh, in the in Istiklal Street, on Istiklal Street. And we were, me and my working partner at that time, uh, Joseph Amado, we were witnessing the changes of what's happening in the square. Some, it, the, uh, the digging was about to start. There were so many rumors around it. And we were thinking so much, okay, you know, they, they say different things will happen here. Maybe there will be a mosque. You know, there was all these fantastic ideas and we wanted to make a work about it and at that time maybe you remember Turkey was in this position of like zero problems with the neighbors we help our neighbors and Greece was in this economic turmoil and uh, Syria I think it was just starting to the turmoil was just starting so Turkey had this uh, policy of or let's say uh, this intention of zero problems with the neighbors and you know Egypt uh, around us Greece and Syria were going uh, in um, different uh, going through different problems anyway to make it short we made this work um, with uh, Joseph it's called change will be terrific and it was uh, actually a, a fake uh, project which was proposing to bring pyramids from Egypt, Palmyra, the ancient city from Syria and the Parthenon from Greece to the uh, Taksim Square and um, make this you know fantastic fake uh, project um, and uh, in which the pyramids Parthenon and Palmyra would be exhibited in Taksim Square. 
So Turkey would help its neighbors by buying their cultural goods and uh, also, uh, yeah, show something, a new cultural value. Um, so we did this fake project and some people really actually believed in it. We hosted it uh, in, term, in, a, in a performance, uh, through a performance, and we invited a real talk show host to be part of it. And um, why I'm talking about this now is I think as an artist, um, the, the concerns related to the city and its transformation had started actually way before Gezi. And Gezi was this, you know, the peak point that we all came together and uh to to say something about it um so my work traces back yeah to uh, actually the, to the period before and with the gezi and what happened afterwards um then it kind of uh, transformed into uh, what we ex- all experienced there and what we learned and also how we felt afterwards yeah as i understand from your phd with the title from a political protest to an art exhibition, it seems that you, as the you know civic space or the public sphere has been diminishing, um, you're trying to find another space, which is the art space, uh, to uh, to find a way to to reconnect uh, with people. Um, I mean, the subtitle of your PhD is "Building Interconnectedness Through Dialogue-Based Art." Um, so I see a, a kind of res- resonances with what people were trying to do in the park in Gezi um, that is now moved to another space since that, you know, public sphere doesn't allow anymore for that kind of interaction, uh, which under COVID times has even, you know, uh, become more uh, problematic and precarious. Is that correct? Yeah, so um, after Gezi and its aftermath, uh, aftermath uh, for a few years, um, I think there was a big sense of, at least for me and in my circle, this sense of um, hopelessness and in a way of uh, feeling, uh, losing the motivation and losing the sense of what happened, what did we experience there? And then um, how do we, what are we left with? Uh, so I started thinking about this, and in the end, the PhD is very much about. It's not really about um, repeating Gezi or uh, putting Gezi on a pedestal or uh, this, but really, what are we left with, and how do we? How can we continue with this uh, sense of um, togetherness and this booming creativity uh, that we experience there? Um, uh, so the, the the PhD is very much about yes this dialogue based art as a actually art as a form of dialogue um not a really art as an object or art as a uh, actually result but really the dialogue how to build a dialogue again with different segments with different people uh, with uh, with communities and how this can translate this process can translate into something else uh, so um for this, for the work, I worked with uh, six different collectives from Turkey, arts and ecology collectives, and um, we we did make works. And in the end, we did have an exhibition uh, in which these six collectives all uh, built, uh, all made new works. But I can also say that I think, as much as it was the exhibition, it was also our relationship and our dialogue with each other uh, and uh, our thinking process uh, that kind of defined uh, my research. Yeah. 
I hear community, and now I would like to uh, connect that with uh, Sechil's work. Of course, uh, Sechil, when when you were making Adrien Soyle say your name, uh, you were in London. Eh? This uh, this goes back 2013, 2014. Uh, can you say something about the community that you are, you know, making this play for and with uh, in that time period? Because there seems to be an external perspective here, but there seems to be also a need to say something about what's happening in your own country. Is that correct? Yes, that that's correct. Yes, I, uh, it was a it was in 2013. This say your name was a collective piece which I put together and directed. Uh, with the group Arcola Alaturka. Arcola Alaturka is a community theatre within the Arcola Theatre. So all the people who are in the group are, they are not professionally theatre makers or actors. Uh, They all have daily jobs, but then they become the actors in the evening. I'm always, I always find it interesting to work people who are not directly theatre professionals, I find more stories and interesting uh, uh, stories to work with them, basically, when I work with them. So, yeah, we we, uh, we put this uh, collective piece together and then we were away from home. We were glued to our phones like everyone else trying to catch the latest news and rehearsals were quite emotional. So many arguments, so many poses, but that's, that's how we healed each other. And, uh, and the guilt of not being at home and fighting together, basically. But this was our contribution to Gezi uprising from London, because you could every night that stage was Gezi park and the audience was, was in the park with us. So it was like, we kind of used our exile space to give support to 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 our friends or to anyone who who was in who was fighting there in the park yeah from a spatial point of view this is also uh, really interesting and 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 you see here that theater can actually really go beyond national borders and 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 communicate with audiences and communities far um, more wider and 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 further away than than the actual communities that you know the play might be about or that it is addressing. So, so that's that's really great. Um, and can you say something about maybe the context of um, of London there, where you make this? I mean, yeah, I hear you're you're working with people who are non-professional. Um, I, are they they are all Turkish? I presume, or with Turkish backgrounds? Turkish and Turkish uh, uh, backgrounds. And uh, as I said, like they were all like they had a professional <laughs> career and job in the in the in the evenings and in the daytime. But then they, we were making theater. It was a it was a it was an amazing community group. We worked together for so many years. It still continue. They still continue doing it in London. So every year, like our co-leader like does a couple of productions, and then it's always something. It's always a choose a political play uh, because. Uh, because it's important to bring the and, and the plays that has been done by this community theater are not just for the Turkish audience in London, because uh, the plays we made has an also uh, universal uh, aspect for any any audience basically, you know. Because at the time when Gezi was happening, similar uh, uprisings were happening in so many other places in the world, you know. So it, it meant. It meant to a lot to to many people, basically. Also, the, the, the power of doing a play like that. I mean, I'm, I'm of course I'm aware of the fact that uh, a play cannot start a revolution, no matter how urgent or how 
cutting edge it is it you can't but the play has a power to change the mind minds of the community and make them think differently so as i said it to making that play the process of making that play seriously healed us because we were really feeling really bad and then when you were watching that play or when you watched that play you also felt good as well because you you felt the power Though it didn't end very well, but for a short period of time, it was good to feel power. So now moving from um, from from your work in London, um, now you're trying to set up uh, a new, um, let's say, um, uh, platform within the space of uh, of Berlin. Um, right now, Berlin, which is a wonderful title, uh, you can also uh, read it as "Right Now." Eh? It's happening right <laughs> now, Berlin. Um, and with that, of course, you are you are part of the the new wave of uh, of, of people here in Berlin. Um, are you again working with with non professionals in this? Uh, can you talk a little bit more about yeah. about this um, about this project? Yes, of course. Uh, I set up right now Berlin nearly two years ago. It was it came out from a complete frustration of my. Uh, uh, As a, as a reaction to this rising right-wing populism. And I just wanted to do something else rather than uh, tweeting or putting an angry emoji on Facebook posts. And I just refused to get used to all these crazy uh, things, all these like narcissistic narcissists, uh, leaders, uh, you know, every day posting and tweeting. And I just wanted mm. to do something about it and I set up this playwriting group and I'm encouraging people to write plays that reflect the current social, economical and political environment. And what we do, we get together once a month uh, and we used to do it face to face, but now we do it uh, through Zoom. And then I just uh, teach the basics of playwriting, uh, but then mostly I really encourage them not to feel fear and just write whatever they feel like they need to write, basically. And uh, we do a showcase of these plays that we, we write. And I have some other ideas to, I'm planning to organize park, park readings very soon in Berlin. Oh, wow, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, and I had this, yeah it, I think it'll be good. You know, it's like we should share these work, not just like to read each other in a Zoom meeting. Everyone exactly. needs to hear that. So, yeah, it, it feels good to come together and do something rather than like being frustrated and angry, feel ang angry on our own, basically. Yeah. I, that's wonderful. I mean, that that's again, uh, you know, the, the city of Berlin allows for that kind of openness uh, with, its, uh, with its beautiful green spaces mm -hmm. uh, in the city um and also yeah oh sorry for interrupting also like the uh, the people in my group they are from all sorts of sorts of background like uh, we got like a uh, we got like uh, german writers people from singapore people from italy uh, you know england uh, turkey so we we are quite diverse group and i love that i love working with people uh, from all different backgrounds like it makes everything a lot rich the stories are amazing more or less every country has the same suffering from the same Uh, uh, right-wing populism so there's quite a lot of uh, common subject that we can talk about discuss about and write about yeah exactly i mean it's um it's it's coming back again to the uh the mind space eh, of uh, of how even you know with this rising uh 
alt mm-hmm. right or, or or right-wing movements uh people feel maybe also a little bit exiled and, and need to reconnect with others uh and in this case through through writing uh, theater plays um so maybe we can go back to to Ischel now how she um experiences the city uh, of berlin berlin is is historically actually known to be a, a city of exiles and especially artists uh you know have been attracted to the city um maybe earlier you know let's say up until the 2000s uh, for for its low rents uh, the the wild berliners uh, uh, were, were, were uh, this group of people who who sort of escaped uh, the more capitalist uh, cities like even London and New York and, and Amsterdam now. Uh, but how is it for someone who arrives here two years and a, and a half ago? Um, and, and and how do you experience the openness of, of Berlin? Uh, is it still uh, working for you or not as an artist? Um, well, uh, first of all, I think my first year here, um, just a small correction it's been three and a half years um almost since i arrived here so it was the some uh, winter of 2018 uh, was my first winter here and um i want to say it because this is when i kind of experienced this idea of exile without really um intentionally thinking about it but as you know also coming from turkey we i think our experience with the city has a lot to do with the weather and berlin being such a cold city uh after coming from turkey i was suffering through the winter you know the winter depression a little bit yeah aren't we all <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, um, uh, affecting our mindsets also right and um then i around christmas times right after the new years i started seeing i live in neukölln and i started seeing all these christmas trees um thrown on the streets um the trees that were decorated like two weeks ago in someone's house was suddenly finding a place on the street and um as i walked more around the city i noticed it's not just in Neukölln, all parts of the city these christmas trees are laying dead on the street their roots are uh, out and exposed and i i felt such a connection with those trees and because of how I felt, I felt rootless. And um, and then I, uh, as, as my artistic project, or let's say my uh, creative side was observing those moments now, I started documenting the trees. And then I started taking a photo of myself next to the tree uh, every day as on my way to the work. I can also send you a link of that project. Um, and... Uh, in this in the same time around the same time uh, interestingly i came across this text by Willem flusser it's called exile and creativity and this text affected me uh, a lot because he talks about his uh, Willem flusser uh, flusser he was also in exile in brazil for years and he wrote a lot about the topic of exile and um, one thing he said really touched me also, and that was about exile, a person and exile uh, growing roots, not in the soil, but into the air. Uh, 
And yeah. this, this sense of belonging in the actually, yeah, not through the soil, but yeah, it is actually something that goes up and uh, into the air and it's not maybe tied to a geography but it can be actually something powerful yeah. and um, that actually affected me like I said and uh, then I made this photo photography series it's called Willem Fusser and I me and the Christmas tree <laughs> Yeah. And our roots are somehow growing somewhere in the air, uh, not in a specific place. And that gave me some kind of empowerment, I can say. Yeah. And this thinking around environmental issues, um, like the dead trees, for instance, in the city, um, it seems to be a very su sustained uh, thinking in your in, through your work. Uh, you know, if I um, have, uh, have it correct, your your work, Dear Fear, from 2019, was also uh, taking place in um, in a small village, uh, which was very uh, for, uh, forestry, I think, right? Uh, the mm -hmm. um, the Gerschwalder yeah, yeah. village, and mm -hmm. you were trying to there to uh, to to create create some awareness around the, the young refugee boys that are staying around there. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, um, actually similar to Sechil, I'm also interested in working with um, groups and communities and non-artists, uh, people who are not uh, artists. And my work comes a lot about, yeah, from, it's quite site specific. So in that time, to say it quite shortly, um, I was invited to a residency in a small village outside of Berlin uh, called Gerswalde. And it's a scenic, beautiful village, typical German village with a river in the middle of it and green and a forest but in this beautiful village there is a refugee boys home um, between the ages of 11 and 18 boys who ran away by themselves and uh, made it to Germany without parents and they are put in this village definitely it's beautiful but it's so disconnected with everything else it's an old GDR um, village also right At, uh... yes it's also a GDR village mm -hmm. and somehow actually I spoke with the, the principals of the village and they allowed me to work with these boys and throughout that summer I collected their stories and uh, from their stories then came the performance uh, I made uh, called Dear Fear and uh, it wasn't really about the boys' stories, the performance, but it was in the end the sense, the feeling of fear uh, as a connecting point between the boys and also the villagers because... I realized talking to the boys, they had so much fear from the villagers and also experiencing racism. Uh, but also villagers were afraid of them as well, um, afraid of the unknown. So in the end, I wrote a story uh, about it was something like a fairy tale, a small girl who is really afraid of going out of her house, stepping out of her house. And he, she had so much fear. And the performance about, was about her trying to talk with the fear. And then the, per, I, um, the performance took place in the forest and the audience was walking in the forest, like taking a tour. And in some stations within the forest, there were some actors and uh, me and some of my students were reading this tale in the form of letters to people. Um, so, yes, uh, going back to your question, and sorry for taking so much time, uh, but I am uh, some, somehow it's more clear uh, in some works, this maybe environment or environmental um, uh, issues being part of the work. Uh, and yeah, in that 
and it's also related to our space. Uh, and in that case, the village really called for it. I love how you also confront fear. Huh? I mean, this is, of course, now the story of these uh, young refugee boys. But it's also, I wonder how, how it's related to, to your own lives and how you feel uh, being, in a way, other or different huh? in, in this uh, uh, context of Berlin, where many people are, of course, other, but there's also a distinct German identity. Um, and that comes for a, to a big extent also uh, with language. Um, yeah, Sechil, how, how, how do you uh, see yourself uh, within this uh, atmosphere of Berlin and being different? I mean, um, of course, we have many, many Turks living here already. Uh, I don't know exactly where you live. Uh, she lives in uh, in Neukron, she said, which is uh, this uh, very gentrified uh, place where many, many Turks live. But uh, yeah, how is it for you here as, a, as an artist coming uh, from Turkey and also from London? Um, I think uh, they generally, uh, they see me more like a Turkish artist rather than someone who worked in London for a long time. That's the, this can be a bit challenging because you kind of represent the conditions of the country that you come from. Like, Uh, you are not just a theater maker, but you are a theater maker who who is coming from Turkey, from Erdogan's country, you know, from from AKP, uh, uh, all the you know all the undemocratic things happening there. People are running away from the country. All these horrible things happening, and then they they associate you with the whole package of Turkey, the, of the country. And then you can't, it sticks to you. And then whatever you do, or like you're always expected to behave or write or produce with the things that is associated, how they perceive Turkey, as if Turkey is just that, you know, that can be, that can be, um, first of all, really boring. Uh, like, you know, as a, as a Turkish theater maker, I just, I don't, you know, I want to do, write about or make theater about anything, not just about uh, oppressions in Turkey or not just about Kurdish problem or Armenian problem, or, you know, like it's just, I want to be free to, to make theater about, make art about anything that I want, just like any other uh, nationality in this world. But like they kind of put a fence around you And then you, be, you know, you know what I'm talking about. That that orientalist look that 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 can be quite um, tough mm -hmm. to come out of that uh, frame and do whatever you really want to do. Yeah, I find that I find that uh, tiring, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, be perceived that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Despite having other artists who who came here before you having struggled with this. As well, I mean, there's of, of course also, uh, at least for the the Turkish artists or artists with Turkish migration background, uh, the post-migrant scene. So there is some kind of um, community that has already uh, gone through this and 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 tried to create consciousness around it. But still, we are dealing with it until this day. Um, 
Hugh, you also made a, a work of art, I think, about that, which is the photography series, but you don't, right? Uh, in mm, 2018? Yeah. Um, so that was at the end of almost my first year in Berlin. Um, yeah, similar to what uh, Sechil is talking about, again, this framing uh, based on where you, framing of oneself based on where you come from. I experienced that uh, through this question uh, or remark, let's say, yeah, you whenever I said I'm from Turkey or I'm Turkish there was uh, oh but you don't look Turkish or oh you don't look Turkish and there was this um yeah questioning and um I actually started to have fear about this question where do you come from uh because it brought so much baggage um uh, in my case yeah whenever I said it I, I knew the next question could be something that's again related to Turkey or Turkish politics. And I think I was tired. I really felt tired also constantly having to define myself, explain myself. Um, and I really thought about what it means to look Turkish and not look Turkish. And in the end, I made this photography. Yeah, it's uh, me holding... Um, Uh, a sign uh, that says, but you don't look Turkish. And I'm in a lake, uh, again with trees, Peter. <laughs> uh, not on purpose, but now I realize that you said that I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm, uh, in a lake, so the water is reflecting. And the, the, the slogan also, or this panel that I'm holding is reflecting the water as well. So I wanted to send this question back to its to to the person that asks it and to in a way challenge or just make them aware of um the yeah this the frames and stereotypes that associated that are associated with nationality um it can be yeah uh, it can be quite i think um innocent sometimes people are not aware of it or it can come with different uh, of course uh, framings different mentalities i don't know um but um we are i think we are more aware of it when we are uh, We are living in a place like German, the Germany that has so much, so much history also with uh, Turkish guest arbeiters mm. and the, you know, um, the recent migrants and so on. It becomes more um, sometimes heavier than uh, just the innocent question of where, where are you from? And it might be hard for the person that answers it. Yeah. Both of you have actually also addressed the issue of, yeah, almost um, a, a creativity that is forced upon you or that is asked from you as artists uh, with your, uh, you know, migration background, let's say, although, you know, it's, it's, it might be still open and uh, you're more citizens of the world or, or trans migrants uh, in that regard. But um, um, yeah, I mean, especially maybe, um, uh, Sechil, can you say something more about what you're trying to do with the creativity of the people that you work with in your, in your right now Berlin, uh, project, uh, and how you try to approach this, uh, this, this, this kind of sense of that you need to produce, that you need to say something about your situation, uh, whether it be exiled or, or migrant or, uh, other, um how do you uh, go go about this uh, 
need for for creativity yeah it's uh i uh, i have no problem um carrying that uh, luggage with me you know coming from where i'm coming from uh, i have no problem of course i'm going to use this platform to be the voice of the people who cannot uh, raise their voice of course be bring attention to the certain issues where people cannot do it back home i have no problem doing that but i don't want i'm against to turn into a machine where i constantly produce uh, this kind of material here so that some of the people feel better about themselves or better about their country this is something i want to make it clear exactly, and what, yeah. uh, what what uh, what i'm trying to do with in the with right now berlin is just the whole thing is about uh, the whole thing is about uh, not to get used to what has been forced to us basically do you remember like when uh, back in the days when uh, trump was constantly tweeting utter gar- rubbish basically and now it it's it, it come to a stage that we start you know we were laughing at first but then it didn't it then it didn't become funny anymore but then we got used to all the, all the all the craziness it's not just trump so many leaders just like trump at the time and still uh, you know uh, running countries basically and then we got used to it like all the things that we shouldn't get used to we get used to it and I just wanted to make sure that like we say something about it just to, it's like a, it's like pinching yourself okay don't don't get used to this we have to talk about this we have to constantly remind ourselves that this is wrong and it shouldn't be happening because when you, when you I mean we we can never run out of material in the world uh, we live in at the moment can we like look at the state of the world isn't it like like yeah. Countries run by arrogant, ignorant, narcissistic leaders. You know, people listen and vote for the loudest voice in the room. So there is no actual true power. It's very dangerous. There's exploitation of environment, our water, earth, forests, sexuality, poverty. I don't know. We live in in an extremely unequal world with laws that only look after the um, the economic uh, interest of the private sector. So, like, there's so much that. Uh, to uh, to write about there's so much to show uh, reaction to show, to protest about so uh, and we can't just do it online it's never going to work it's, tweeting is not going to work posting a facebook uh, uh, thingy is not going to work we have to physically go out and say something and make it loud as well that's what i'm trying to do and you know what if it doesn't work i mean it's at least it's it it's a self therapy you know so we don't go mad yeah. i mean what i'm hearing is also um you know that the, the creativity should come from within as a let's say um call to respond uh to the um to the external circumstances the political the social circumstances that you feel you need to to interact with or to you know uh give your vision about or to just uh, reveal you know what you're seeing so so that's that's coming from inside and it should not only be an external force uh because you know you're here and you have to uh sort of like make use of your identity in order to to produce your art and acquire a specific profile and that profile of course can be 
as beneficial as it also sometimes can be very restrictive. Um, Michel, do you have uh, also um, a sense of that? Uh, you know, to what extent uh, does it help uh, to come from Turkey, and to what to what other extent does it uh, also create restrictions in um, in 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 your art and in the possibility mm -hmm. of making art? Well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, first of all, I think uh, when you change a place, the city, you start again, right? It, it's also a lot of networks, the, the connections that you know, the places you know. Um, that's a, the, for me, the challenge was also, yeah, starting again from uh, almost like from a beginning. You, you, um, you need to meet the people and... Um, know the know the places and again learn and um th this is maybe um at least in my case made me feel like a little bit um how can i say um it's it slowed me down actually um but also it, it helped me to reflect on the way i was making art and um it was so much when I was in Turkey, of course, the environment around me was really loaded and that reflected on my work. It was really social political issues. And then here, beginning again, noticing around me or not knowing anything uh, to, to, to start again from zero, um, I, I think I slowed down and... Um, and I took my time again to really, uh, and it's a luxury as well. I, I can accept it, you know, to, to be able to take your time. Mm, and um, that, that's, a, that's a definitely an advantage also. I must, yeah, to recognize it. I must recognize it. Uh, and taking the time, I feel in a way my art or the way I make art or the way I look at art, it became so much about... Um, yeah, connecting with one another, maybe not so much about the bigger issues, but in, in how to connect one another through a feeling. And in a way, the performance that I spoke about, Dear Fear, uh, reflects that. It was talking so much about, uh, yes, racism and discrimination and um, uh, being, being the outsider. But uh, the way I related to it or the way it, um, I could talk about it was through this feeling of fear. And um, that's something I think everybody could connect in a way. Mm, so uh, Germany or being, being here, being maybe outside of this chaotic uh, atmosphere of Turkey has allowed me to find a different voice. Yeah? Even though I had to start again, I had to start from the scratch. Yeah. And is it the same for, for Sechil? I mean, you're also um, through uh, right now Berlin um, trying to, of course, help others in, in finding a stage. That's something you have actually throughout your whole life uh, have been trying to do, I think, but also for your own uh, new new uh, playtext that you are writing. Uh, uh, do you agree with uh, with Ishil also on, on, on the kind of uh, feelings and, and, uh -huh. and the sense of time um in your in in, in creating new i am uh, uh, actually working on a on a play at the moment a femicide play but what happens i think when you are away from home for such a long time from turkey living outside turkey for such a long time or 
even like even if you leave just for a year outside Turkey, you you gain this healthy distance to look at the problems, because when you're in there, uh, you you are drowned by it, and then you don't have the uh, objective eye. You know, you're so loaded with all the all the madness constantly. You know, the constant injustice applied on you every day, day by day, day by day. Then it's just like you lose the perspective. So being out, being not living in Turkey, I think uh, allowed me to have that, how do you say it, like a universal pers- perspective of the things, uh, of the subjects that I am working on. Because at the end of the day, this what's happening in Turkey is not just happening in Turkey. And it's important to uh, take it from that point of view when you are making art, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's really great. I mean, thinking about how... Um, there was this this reference to the impossibility of place, but also the necessity to turn the place maybe in something that is um, impossible in the sense that, okay, if you're inside the place, um, it's hard to write about it, especially when you go through these roller coasters of emotions in Turkey. Um, so you need to sort of take the distance, but then you are not there anymore. So, um, so how does that feature... Uh, this 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 placelessness, but actually also the idea of talking about different places um, in 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 the creative process of of, of writing, for instance, uh, Sechil. Um, I don't I don't I don't feel that I'm placeless. Mm. If um, I don't, I mean, well, maybe because I have been living for such a long time outside turkey i don't i don't feel homesick anymore for example i lost that uh, or, or whatever i miss is always something regarding regarding to my childhood which doesn't even exist anymore in turkey anyway so <laughs> yeah. uh, i don't i don't i, I feel uh, I, I don't feel uh, um, i don't think i should be a, i have a very emotional connection hmm with the country uh, I was born and I can I can keep that connection wherever I go I don't have to be physically there mm-hmm. so uh, that that so that is not a, it, it is not a problem for me to reflect that on the work that I'm doing if yeah. if that answers your questions I, I hope I understand it correctly yeah. and is it a way of revisiting or going in, into the space uh, through the play text um revisiting that imagined turkey or that turkey that you that you experience now from from afar it, it, it yeah it, it it is it is inevitably a turkey from i i experience from far because i am far yeah. but uh that doesn't stop me uh, telling the story basically and how is um issue feeling about that of course your work is not based on text but it can be performance or exhibition so you are curating uh, places um, so how is that the connection with turkey uh, when you when you exhibit for instance outside of turkey uh, now mostly in germany mm-hmm. um for me it's um 
I, I am. I'm, it hasn't been that I was gone from Turkey um, for five years when I studied in the U.S. And then I came back to Turkey. I lived there 10 years and then I came to Germany three and a half years ago. So oh, I'm trying to say it hasn't been that long. My um, three and a half years, I think, hasn't really um made me feel disconnected yet um i i still was able to keep my relationships and uh our work uh, exhibitions continued so uh, even though i'm here part of me or sometimes I'm, or my work through my works i was able to keep my uh, connections so i i don't feel yet disconnected or out of it uh, uh, so much um uh, i think the struggle has been more on the side of okay how do i start here and how do i even though yes i i have had some connections here i have had some works shown here but um it was more about okay how do i adapt here now and um and and the process of it yeah is there anything that you want to uh, share with us about your your dreams or your vision for the future for yourself and 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 for the the country that you know um that you love or that you you know still have a connection with um is there anything you want to share about this uh, uh it can also just be about your own uh works of course uh say chill um it would be probably uh i don't know i would like to say something about how something about the future of turkey and <laughs> uh, well, how does it look <laughs> yeah. i think uh or maybe maybe the question i should ask what we can do mm-hmm. uh, i think we uh, we have to stick together and uh avoid the use avoid using the language uh, of the far right populist and because that's what's happening at, in turkey at the moment there's us and them mm. and whatever we do we, should, we must avoid that language and we have to stick together and otherwise nothing will change we have to unite and hopefully mm. hopefully something good will happen in the near future so for you it's a, it's a it's a first and foremost a language issue that also reflects on how we connect with others right and how we have to stick together as you say um issue what what is it for you that that you that you wish for the future for yourself and for your yeah maybe your countrymen uh, but also maybe for germany because that's the place where you're trying to to adapt now mm-hmm. um for me i i am in a way i i am lucky to be able to teach Uh, I've been teaching almost now 14 years uh, in Turkey, Turkey, and uh, here now in Germany. So I work with so many young people, and I, I see their energy. And uh, that, even though everything is chaotic politically, the working with young people, uh, somehow younger than me, gives me the energy and a bit of hope to be able to do some things, even the moments that I lose my energy and I get tired. One thing I really miss in Turkey and I think it's valuable is that, yeah, is the uh, really this motivation to 
to be able to quickly act and sometimes I, Europe is I find Europe sometimes quite slow in terms of generating that energy that's and in yeah. yeah let's do something and let's get it going and connections are made so fast and boom and things happen and uh, and knowing these young people um, having and their energy uh, the potential in Turkey Yeah, I wish, yeah, um, my wish or my, you asked us, right, our dream and um, to to be able to transform that energy and uh, that dynamic, um, so to be able to transform it within, because right now, as I, as you know, I'm also a graduate of Boğaziçi University in Turkey, there is such a big protest happening in that university, and uh, we are trying to connect with the students right there, and everybody everybody's looking all the students are looking a way out to leave Turkey to leave and go somewhere Europe America somewhere um And yeah, I'm, I'm wishing a country where all this energy can stay in and work for and work within. And uh, because I know the potential and I know the good things that, and, and, and I know what it can be, how, how, quickly, how quickly it can turn into something positive. Uh, it's not there now. We all know that. But yes, I wish for that it to be there. Yeah, we, I think we should uh, remain hopeful. Because we have seen uh, what hope can do in Turkey, so I, I really would like to thank you for for this wonderful and deep conversation and and and, and also your fragility sometimes. Um, I can only say for the uh, listeners that uh, please do uh, check also the websites. Um, that is rightnow.berlin uh, for Sechil's work uh, with uh, with the Right Now project, and um, that's Ishil. Erika Vuk, but you have to write it without a Turkish uh, character. So that's uh, Isil Egrika Vuk. <laughs> Let's say it like that. Uh, dot work. Thank you for your time. And um, yeah, let's let's stay in touch and, uh, and and stick together. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Peter. Thank you so much. Thank you. A special thanks to the European Commission for their support of the Maris Kolowska Curie project Exil Lives, hosted by the Freie Universität Berlin, in which this podcast came to life. I especially thank our guests, Sechil Honeywell and Ushil Erikavuk, and I also thank Ozan Murat in Istanbul for mixing the intros and Jem Dinler in Berlin for his musical inspiration. More info on these artists can be found on my website, pmgverstraten.com. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe if you want to follow the series or drop me a line. Until the next one.